stretch out Then your skin can bring you so much pain Now I hear you say You got the best of both ways Won't you come and take a walk in my shoes And tell me if you take my place New Balance's 880 is built to be your go-to neutral cushion running shoe. A soft foam compound and dual layer midsole setup is featured alongside a sleek engineered mesh upper featuring strategic zones of support and breathability. With running comfortably for longer in mind, the 880 was built to provide consistent performance for the runner who prefers neutral cushioning. Welcome to the, uh, the, <laughs> the Inside Riding Podcast, May edition 2022, and I'm joined by my co-host over in Geelong, uh, Julian Spence, owner of the running company, Geelong. How are you going, mate? Good. How are you doing? Good, mate. And uh, more importantly, Tom's back. Here he Tom is. Walk, oh, yeah. Walk Thanks, for well. Thanks for allowing me to join this month. <laughs> You're a hard <laughs> man to get. How are you going, Tom? Oh, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. good? That's good to be back. Hey. And you're back, back running the most out of all three of us again. It's amazing how that turns around. So, often, Am I? Well, I'm assuming Julian's not up to 60Ks a week. Not me. No. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, so you're yeah, back. Back, back to this run. 58, 58 last week. 58, good. Happy with that. And feeling good? Yeah, feeling good. Had a little, little hiccup uh, getting back into things initially. So I had like another... 10 days off but um since then just building up gradually so it's been good being uh, able to use um a few of the running shoes that i had laying about that i'd wanted to use that i hadn't been able to use for months looking so, 60 60 k's enough is probably not enough to like test all the shoes you have lying around is it no no <laughs> yeah no not, not yet <laughs> not, not to give them the proper go yeah and julian you're back getting into some consistency again uh sort of yeah just went through the rebuild, the run-walk program. Mm-hmm. I got up to 30 minutes yesterday. So, like, I feel I'm not back. And I'm not back because I still have a little awareness in my knee. Mm-hmm. So, there's, like, I'm not getting too far ahead of myself. But it's been... So your your yeah. bike hasn't gone up on, um, on Marketplace yet then? No, I actually think that I'm, um, I'm about two weeks from fully, fully going 100% into the biking just because... I can't deal with all these setbacks. I know if I get on the bike, I'll be all right. So maybe it's not going to be good for the bank balance going 100% into the biking, but it might be all I got. Look, it is expensive. And you mean what, getting a road bike or getting some more gear for your mountain bike? Uh, well, yeah, there's always upgrades, isn't there? Yeah. So I look at my, I got a carbon bike. I'm like, oh, what else can I make lighter? Hmm. I like li- I like the idea of being light as possible. So, could do a new helmet, could do a new seat post. Go to carbon sound, seat post. You sound like Tom, obsessed with weight. Yeah, well, it actually matters when you're on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom, give us a run now. What have you been wearing this month? What have you been wearing since you've been getting back and and uh, work out some jogs? Um, so I have got. Obviously, same as you guys, a pair of the New Balance 880s. Um, I've only actually only got them recently, so I've only done two, two easy short runs in those. Um, I guess I'll touch on those to begin. So, yeah, so the idea of these, so I've got a pack on my pair here. So um, the main difference being from the previous model, I believe, is the addition of the fuel cell foam, which is that, that grey part here. 
um, and then it's still got the fresh foam X, which the previous models have had. Um, I, I was expecting, I was hoping, I guess I was hoping for that fuel cell to feel a bit like the fuel cell or for this shoe to feel a little bit more like the Rebel V2 in the forefoot, you know, something that's nice and soft. Um, but I think a bit like your experience in it when you mentioned how you felt in it, 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 it didn't feel um, any softer than, than the previous model in the forefoot. Um, I haven't, I don't really, I haven't really had enough time to, to really compare how it's going compared to the old pair that I probably put 400 K in, but, um, so far it's a, it's definitely an enjoyable ride through the rear foot. So for 90% of those that are, that are heel striking out there, it, um, it feels nice. I think that fresh foam X is, um, it's, it's a, it's a great compound. It's, it's just soft and forgiving. So for like easy, easy K's, it's, it's nice. Um, four foot's no softer. Um, but overall the ride, I, I, I enjoy, um, traditional geometry shoes so i don't like doing every single run in in high stack plated shoes um so i actually really appreciate getting into a model that's a traditional um traditional geometry um my achilles quite likes it and it just feels it's just nice to be in a shoe that actually flexes through the forefoot um the one the one thing i had issues with was the fit um it it just fits smaller than it's just the smallest size 13 I've had in any model for, for probably forever. It's just it's just really short on my toe. So it, it probably fits for me like half a size to a full size shorter than some other models. Did, uh, did you um did you wear the V11, Tom? I can't remember if it was the V11 or V10. I think it must it's be the one V10. I got from you. I got, yeah, I this got is... the triple black from you. What was that I... one? I think it was the V10 because the V11 and V12 are similar. They, they, they were short-fitting shoes, no doubt, and um, this new one's just stayed the same, basically. So okay. I think if 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 you if you're going to them from another model, you're going to run into the the fit issue. But if you're staying in the V in the 880, then you'll probably be used to it if you've had the last version. Mm -hmm. But that's a, it is it is worth noting though because to me the 1080 has always felt like it almost runs a little bit long or at least true to size bare minimum and um, that's whether or not that's changed the review for me on the 880 is that the fit the fit takes well the fit changes your perspective on the shoe as well like where you land in terms of your cushioning and how it feels on your foot and how the ride is and so because the toes were so congested i felt like you know i'm, I'm a 10 us i got sent to 10 us and i appreciate the shoe for the ride but um i reckon it's probably a full size short almost to be honest and uh, if i went a full size up because there's so much volume in the forefoot it's the nice sort of square toe box like new balance have i reckon it'd be a little bit baggy for me if i went up to that high as well so um on yeah. on that i had, I actually had a guy um uh wayne message me in the week about because i posted something about the 880 mm. fitting short and he said that knitter about he's got a 1080 and if mm. anything it fits bigger um yeah. and his question maybe julian you can answer this um is how why is it so hard for for especially the same brand to have more consistency within their models in size well actually yeah so just um on the uh, on the fit of the 1080, here this was a, a message from the New Balance tech rep Matt Spicer. He said that Danny Orr, who is uh, I think it's head of footwear for New Balance or head of performance, 
He said it's because the last hadn't changed from when they took the ultra heel out from V11. So the ultra heel forced the foot to sit forward in the shoe. So when they removed it, the shoe fits a half size longer. Now, that doesn't, to me, that's not a like justification. Like they, that's the reason why it fits longer, but I still think you need to adjust your shoe because of that. Um, and it's obviously a more expensive, complex process when you have to change the last of a shoe. But, um, but that's the reason. That's the reasoning being given by New Balance. But that doesn't explain why the A80 is short, though, does it? No. no. I feel like even if the, if the upper was... Because I was thinking about this and I was thinking, is it something to do with, which you already sort of alluded to with the heel cut, but mm. even like the toe box shape, if they just blew out the upper a little bit, like gave a bit more depth and, and made it sort of the, the, the toe cup a bit further forward on that, mm. on that midsole, it would probably give all the room it needed. Yeah, look, it's just like it's like square at the tip, for example. It's it is odd, like it's just literally one part of my foot that collides in the end. I feel like the volume's not too bad, um, but I think that just changes the experience, right? Like I'm finding the forefoot firm, and I'm not 100 percent convinced that's purely the actual material, the the fuel cell beneath the forefoot. It could be a bit to do where where the fit is and how it is as well. So, I mean, the other thing worth noting is this is a very, I mean, I don't know what it's like in terms of midsole durability. I probably won't take it out to its lifespan, but the outsole um, is thick. You know, it's a large, dense stake of an outsole, and you won't really wear that out, I don't think, before you wear the midsole out. And I reckon, Tom, you had that question. You said, what's what, what's the most ideal ratio when you wear a shoe? Is that its end life? Does the midsole go first or is the outsole? Well, I don't think the outsole is going first, and this shoe would be my guess. Yeah, that, that's um, they did have some some durability issues with the previous version from the outsole wearing quickly, especially through mm. the um, through like the forefoot area where someone will will claw off a little bit, mm. like where you'll you'll rip and grip almost, um, yeah. grip and rip. And then, yeah, I think that's probably played a part in this one. And it does, I think it provides that firmer, sort of more stable feel underfoot because that that fresh foam that is softer. That is softer yeah. to me than the last version. And it's all through the, the rear foot of the shoe, which is where a lot of, well, which is where every single walker lands and where most runners land as well. Um, and this was always a very stable option. Used to compare mm -hmm. it to the Brooks Ghost, kind of Asics Pursue type shoe. And I feel like this extra softness makes it less stable. And well, it doesn't. But will it will it yeah. sell more? Like will it sell more because more enjoyable on first feel? Like I put my foot in this and walk in the shoe, it feels really plush on the foot because the fresh foam, like you said, I think it's softer than the previous version. How the fuel cell is firmer, I'm not not sure how that's happened. Um, whether it's a different durometer fuel cell compared to what they've used in other shoes, it has to be. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it is. I'm not exactly sh sure on that, but I do know that not everyone wants to feel very soft in a shoe anymore mm. especially this 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 customer wants to feel stable and they they don't want to feel like they're sinking into soft foams um i think maybe this shoe sort of gone down the followed the the trend of of soft comfort based sort of shoes and um at some time in our life we need stable and and we need shoes in the range that are stable and i almost feel like the 1080 is a more stable feel than the 880 these days. That's just, just the upper model, though. Yeah. The, the new model of 1080 has 
a big broad footprint and i feel like the the fresh foam is more stable or the shape the geometry of the shoe is more stable now than that than the um i'll get near to put it up than the uh, 880 is that's a big transition then because it was it was the opposite for quite a while wasn't it i mean it's always been the 1080 has been pretty unstable for some people yeah yeah it is the opposite but now it's a much bigger shoe it's got a bigger footprint um it's got a pretty flat sole and now 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 like without a doubt the heel counter update on the 1080 makes this shoe much more stable than the previous versions um Mm -hmm. so this is a firm heel counter previously they obviously had the similar geometry probably a little bit more aesthetic with the curve but it was thin, it was easy to compress down. So I think this gives you a perception of being more stable as well. But um, I mean, this is this is a good shoe. This is the Kids 880. Um, you know, New Balance are one of the few companies to use their premium base midsoles in their kids' shoes. And um, so I don't know if you've got this in stock at all, Julian, or you've seen this in a clinic much, Tom, but um, you know, it's got a bit more of an anatomical fit for foot. I don't know if it runs small or short, I need to, get feedback on that but um as as a general shoe that feels relatively soft um i don't think it's got fuel cell i think it's fresh foam through the whole shoe um not a bad little kid shoe if you're doing um you know lots of running around it isn't released yet it isn't okay no so it's not in store yet it will be when it comes but um we still have the previous version which is a great kid shoe we really like that one yeah Mm. easy it's going to be a staple. It's going to be a staple shoe, I think, in terms of people still comparing to a ghost and um, you know shoes that you traditionally sell as a stable neutral category, even if it is a bit softer. I think. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's still there. You need options in that category. Mm. We still need them for sure. Mm. Um, in that same category, the other one I've just done a few runs in is the the Cumulus. Have you guys run in that the twenty fours? Yeah. Um, to me, like the first feel is, um, it's soft, it's nice and soft throughout rear foot to forefoot. Um, but I'm already worried. I've only done like four runs in it that it's, um, <laughs> I'm going to have durability issues. Um, cause it's just so plush and it's just the EVA that I feel like it's a low durometer to begin with. It's probably going to stay compressed. Like the last cumulus I had probably, I, I felt the forefoot indentation staying there after like 250 K. Um, yeah. so it, I'm really enjoying it at the moment, uh, but I know it's not going to last long. That's my yeah. concern. I feel like the 880 might, because it doesn't feel like, even like during the run, it doesn't feel like it's sort of losing its rebound as much um, as the Cumulus does. So the Cumulus definitely is just like easy, just short, shorter, easier runs than a, than a longer run or... Obviously and compared not. to that latest Nimbus, like, I mean, the Cumulus and Nimbus, I know they sort of swapped where they placed the higher and lower durometers, the top and the bottom of the midsole. How does it feel comparatively for you? I haven't run in the Nimbus. Oh, you haven't? Yeah. No, no, no. Nimbus, the Nimbus no. is soft, soft. And um, I found the Cumulus to be a little bit firmer than the, than the Nimbus steel. So the durability issues, if they're there in the, um, uh, the Cumulus, they're definitely going to be there in the Nimbus as well. So... But they are moving to this fun-based foams. Um, their, their neutral shoes are all extremely plush. And even we talked about the Kano 28, even the forefoot in that became, I felt the forefoot indentation not really, you know, returning after about 100Ks, to be honest. So it's just the way that's moved. I reckon ASICS has probably gone down this path harder and further than everybody. Mm. And those shoes that you've mentioned, um, 
that type of foam that they're using is the one that uh, we're seeing people come back kind of dissatisfied with the life of the shoe. And it does feel great early on. Um, but this is just part and parcel now of, of foams. And every brand is doing it. Uh, I, we've, I just saw the new Cumulus and Nimbus for, for next year. Um, they're quite different as well. Uh, so, like, you won't, they, they're almost unrecognizable, to be honest. Um, but they still use soft foams. Uh, yeah. yeah. And again, I, I still, like, I still think there's a requirement out there that we have denser, firmer foams and not just like durability is one reason, but stability is the other. And yeah, that Nimbus does feel pretty good to start with, but it's, it's also like, you know, Nitter is very soft, uh, pretty yeah. narrow sort of base. Um, lot of a uh, compliancy in that foam look but it, it seems to help with the first point of sale surely like people like gravitating towards these softer shoes the nimbus 24 i don't know if it's easier to sell than the 23 was or is it just because they need to be similar to the other models of shoes that are coming out now like their nova blast fields mm. and other shoes that are probably becoming more enjoyable that they are picking the concepts of those shoes up and putting them back into their their, their stock line that stock for the last you know two decades to the unassisted purchaser, yes, it probably sells more. But it, like in our store, no, it doesn't because we can red flag a few things and we can provide a bit of direction on what we want from a shoe. But yeah, if you chuck that on at Rebel and go for a walk, that's going to feel like softness tends to feel more comfortable. And if you don't understand the consequence of that, then you'll probably end up with that shoe, which, which may be fine for some people, but may create trouble for others. So this is essentially... What are you going to say? Oh, you go. No, I was just going to say, like, this is essentially gets to the crux of this whole, like, comfort filter paradigm. Like, where now mm. we're hearing, like, um, you know, there's Ben O'Neill, re- you know, famous shoe researcher proposing that, that comfort will reduce injury risk. But, you know, as as we know, like, it's not as easy, not as simple as that, I guess. Like, at first, you know, h- how do you determine comfort? Is it just that first feel or is it comfort after 100K? Um so yeah, so comfort is important, but and look, comfort factors. changes for you, Tom, now compared to when you're back running 100 miles a week, right? Yeah, yep, that's it. And I'm yeah. um, like five kilos over normal training weight, and um, mm. I prefer a little bit more cushion, a bit more shoe at the moment. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Comfort is essential, though. Like comfort, comfort's a non-compromise. So if you yeah, can have you, it, it's just it should it be the only variable that you pick the shoe on? No, it shouldn't yeah. be. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, especially for someone who's trying to run a lot, you know, the, the goal is to run as much as you possibly can, if that's the goal, and uh, run as well as you can. You can you can almost intuitively pick the shoe that will offload an ailment one day compared to another, and you've got to solve that puzzle. You get better with experience. You know, if you're lucky, if you get a retailer or a practitioner that can help you out with those tools and try to put you into the right attributes for a shoe, you can normally almost, you know, pick that out from, um, or rather can normally self-select that better than what, you know, a practitioner can tell them after years of experience they just know what they require and um yeah so it's just a feedback loop you did a workout yesterday though as well tom what'd you wear for your workout <laughs> um i went back to the next percents <laughs> my old trustees couldn't uh yeah it was good to be back in them and i was thinking actually i was thinking on the warm down because what i did was i ran i did warm up cool down because i basically just ran to the to the bay near my place did did a session around the bay and, and ran back all in as one run and mm. i just i just wore the next percent for the whole thing 
and I was just thinking, oh, geez, imagine if um, imagine if I did all this in my Mayflies, like, because yeah, I was like, I was probably like eight minutes into that tempo, and my calves were getting a little bit tight because uh, I haven't used my calves for probably five months pro- properly. Um, it's just amazing how much the shoe can influence load when you think of it like that. Like, as I know that if I had worn like a traditional um, racing shoe, I wouldn't have even got through that session, let alone uh, being able to run today. Um, whereas yeah, I'm a bit sore, but like I'm fine. Look, that's a good point though. Like because you are deconditioned, even an X percent couldn't stop your calves from getting slightly sore. So you know, conditioning, conditioning is everything. We're just lucky we've got shoes to be able to help us get through a few of those things a bit easier than yeah. the previous. Normally, normally what I would have done is do this session probably on grass and in a training shoe as opposed mm. to a racing shoe and on concrete. Yeah, but you love concrete so much, the so next percent went on. I love concrete. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. <laughs> All right, Julian, tell us what you've been running in on your return back. You're back into to actual continuous running now as well, I see. 30 minutes yesterday, and I've only worn the uh, Ultra Mont Blanc. So that's the only shoe that I've been wearing. And like Tom, at the end of 30 minutes yesterday, I was sore in my calf. And I'm like, this is my lip. I looked down at my watch. It was 24 minutes. I thought my limit is 24 minutes because all of a sudden my calf is um, telling me that's enough. And I'm starting to land. Your limit's 30 if you put a heel pitch in that shoe, mate. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good idea, actually. I might, I might consider that, or I might just wear a bigger shoe. Uh, but I do like the shoe. I, I changed the laces on it. I went to a flat, like normal lace rather than the um, – it's a circle round lace at the moment. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't – it sort of digs in a bit. I, I, it's a shoe that's – I love underfoot, but there are a few issues with the upper through the heel and the lacing, really thin tongue. It's got some work to do on it. But look, that sits um, amongst some of the other ultra range. Is that right? Like you have similar heel counters that could look a little bit sort of sus, a bit sort of like um, flexible and square. They're all they've all been better than this one. This okay. has been the ma- the major concern in the heel counter range for me. I've always found like the others have been fine actually. So this one is a bit disappointing, but with the new lacing, it's fine. With the um, I don't really notice it once I'm out there. It's just it could be better. Uh, and it's got this sort of really like, um, oh, it's called Vibram um, something. I, I can't keep up with all the names of the stuff, but it's a, it's a shorter lugged Vibram. It's super sticky. It is perfect for where I run at the moment. Um, and then I actually got this shoe called the Brooks Caldera 6. Now, following nice. in the vein of, Lots of the other shoes in the industry right now. It's so you're a hundred percent trail runner right now. Hundred percent trail runner. Mm, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm only running from home, and it's trails. So yeah. And why would I run on road if I didn't? Huh? Like if I, <laughs> if I chose to run, I'm running on trail. But yeah, this is the Caldera Six. It's not actually released yet. Uh, I ordered it through my portal. They sent it to me. So as far as I'm concerned, I have the shoe, and we're 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 off. Um, very thick, six millimeter offset. You sit in these, this, the actual foot sits actually right down here. So it's a cradle. Um, this is the new DNA Loft 3. So this is the nitrogen infused foam. And it's quite like I, I wore the Aurora. I didn't love it because of the flex groove, but I did like the foam. Now, this shoe is very rigid and stiff. It has a slight rocker, but it's not crazy. 
the foam initially feels firm underfoot and then when you run in it or when you put load it actually softens a bit so i can see this shoe being really durable like this foam to me looks like a real progression and advancement for brooks i don't feel like they've gone to suffer the same consequence of some of those newer school foams like maybe fresh foam and the asics variations of flight foam i reckon you're going to get a lot more life out of this and it feels really stable too so the it's a it's a big win for me this year i think it's going to be great for like it's going to be sit in the same ballpark as like an ultra olympus or a stinson challenger from mm. from hocker in that area where big thick midsole but um still stiff I don't think it's quite as soft as some of them. So you will be able to get onto some technical stuff with it. The idea is underneath here that it's got these big two channels. And so it can adapt to different um, bevels, cambers, roots on the trail. So you're not feeling like um, if you stand on something, your whole foot will just twist. There'll be a bit of give within the wall. And what do you, what do you think? How much do you think sitting amongst the sidewalls as to stability? Or do you think it's purely aesthetic? Uh, no, I, 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 do, I do think the, the foot definitely feels more secure like that. And I think you, you'll feel it's very hard to feel this when you're on a shop floor. But when you get on the trail and you like a lot of the trails, we have the wall of the trail. It's almost like a little semicircle, like a mm. skateboard ramp. Camber. And yeah. And when you're on the camber, that's when you'll feel the actual um, the rails or the saddle that you sit into. You're not going to feel it like giving you any benefit if you're just on the shop floor. So, I, I think it'll play a part. How many people do you do you have, if any, coming back with issues with um, with sidewalls in terms of like rubbing and hot spots? Uh, well, consider what are the shoes that have the the sidewalls? Mostly the all moment? the hockers. Yeah, no, yeah. not not that I can remember really no. any. Okay. I, I don't. Maybe like. The Clifton is the only example I can see of like recurrent blistering issues in the arch area, but I don't think that's from the sidewall. Mm. I think that's from a bit of harshness, like where the inner sole meets the the upper. You've seen the yeah. more four that gets released the following year. That's you sit amongst a large amount of sidewall there as well. Mm. So yeah, but I mean, I, what else has sidewall? I mean, the adrenaline doesn't really have sidewall, but you'd almost argue die rails aren't too far away from that. It's just a slightly firmer plastic, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't actually seen anyone come in with irritation from the guide rails. No. Have you, Tom? Um, it's more so like just uh, the only issue, the main issues I've seen is uh, sidewalls that go lateral border and styloid process, which is just the mm. bony prominence on the lateral border of the foot. Um, so I've had maybe, yeah, I've had maybe half a dozen people with that. And then um, mm. the more common one is is the sidewalls that extend into the forefoot. So there's uh, particularly some of the hocker models, um, the sidewalls go all the way up until pretty much the end of the shoe and um, yeah. only like maybe three or four mils uh, up. Mm. But um, just like edge edge blisters. So like people that do like long, long stuff, they'll get like the, the, the medial plantar but side of like the big toe. Um, and I think it's from the sidewall because it's like it's just slightly more stiff than than, a, than if it was the upper and doesn't yeah. give quite as much. Um, but like that's just obviously I'm just seeing all those people mm. with issues like because obviously most vast majority don't, don't have any issues with that. And it's probably beneficial for the, the respect that it keeps you on top of the midsole on uneven surface. But yeah, obviously people with wide feet particularly or a prominent 
like styloid, that bony bump on the on the midfoot on the outside, they got to be careful. I reckon with with shoes with um, yeah with sidewalls. Just mm. yeah. We would hope that yeah. like hopefully you can pick that up early enough on the shop floor where you might go into a broader shoe. That's probably like yeah. our. Uh, like I actually have had a couple of hot, like the blistering where you're talking about. Um, and I think it's the shoe is too narrow for them. And, and like yeah. the, if the sidewall wasn't there, maybe the shoe wouldn't be too narrow for them. It just yeah. creates like a yeah. firmness there that they, they have to get away from. Yeah. 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 Good. All right. Is yeah. that the same, that Caldera shoe, just back on that, is that yeah. maybe the same foam that falls into the glycerin when it gets released? Yes. Yeah. Glycerin 20, Glycerin 20 GTS will both have this foam. And yeah, yeah it, it, I'm looking, I'm excited by it. I think it Look, can the, be good. The Aurora thing. foam to me was one of the best daily trainer foams I've put on. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, it's, I mean, it was stable to me because it was like a little bit higher density. Was, there was probably more foam under the forefoot um, than, than most daily trainers perhaps, but um, it definitely acted pretty stable. It was responsive. Uh, besides the upper being far too narrow on that shoe, um, that foam going amongst their stable shoe. I'm not sure it's going to be if it's going to be identical um, in terms of like you know weight uh, when you put it into like a glycerin, whether it gets heavier. I'm not sure. I don't know if you know the specs in the future, but that foam probably is going to be one that will be. I don't know. Brooks haven't done this for a while. I think it'll be a good change for them. Yeah. Well, they've been. I mean, they make innovations. The guide rail mm. thing was taking out nearly their most popular shoe, the Adrenaline, and mm. twisting it on its head, and um, it's been successful. They've, they've, they've done it. I mean, I questioned it at the time uh, whether removing the medial post from a shoe that's grown and survived on its medial post it was a good thing to do. And um, turns out that, like, I guess the reason why it, it was a success is most people didn't require the medial post that was wearing <laughs> that shoe. And okay. so you take that out, they have a better experience great um but yeah it, it, i i think this phone i don't think you're gonna have any glycerin previous glycerin wearers struggle too much with the new foam and if they do then they can go to a ghost and it's not even i mean it's it's not that uh far of a disconnect from the nah. glycerin of the ghost so i reckon Sorry. we're okay yeah. it's not that far of a disconnect from the ghost through the adrenaline either to be honest so no it's um, not it isn't yeah mm. what shoes have you been wearing well, look, I've, the last four weeks I've had time off running. I've been a cyclist, uh, middle-aged white cyclist, which is um, pretty much the common theme. I have had a fibular stress fracture in my calf. I've been doing a lot of running in the Kiwana leading to that. So Tom thinks that uh, perhaps maybe running off uh, the old negative rocket at the rear foot could be a bit of a contributor to more calf load. But uh, it's a subtle one, but I, I start my running back again tomorrow. Uh, and the first shoe I'm going to wear, and I was going to suggest this to you, Julie, with your tight of sore calves, was I'm going to wear the Supercomp trainer from New Balance as my return back because I walk in that shoe and the, I don't, do you have it in front of you at all by any chance? Or? Nah, I'm at home. Uh, yeah, no, mine's not with me either. It's also at home. But um, this is a, a really high stack shoe. This is the highest stack shoe in the market, you reckon, for jogging? Yes. At the moment, so 44 at the rear, is that right? 47. 47 at the rear. Yeah, it runs off, uh, is it an 8 mil drop? Yep. 8 mil drop. 
and it has a really aggressive rocker and has a plate through the shoe from the rear foot to the forefoot. And I walk in this thing and I could jog in this thing already. I can't feel my calf um, from two weeks ago. I didn't want to do that just in case, but um, uh, the shoe is, it, it's very soft underfoot, but relatively stable with plate. Perhaps I was really surprised. I thought it's, the heel is decoupled um, substantially, which means if you do hit your rear foot a lot, you might have a bit of a risk of being unstable because the upper is a bit compliant as well. But um, this will be an interesting shoe. I'm not sure where it's truly placed, but I reckon people could probably pick the pace up in it, do long runs in it, do easy recovery runs in it. It um, sits as one of the most versatile shoes in the market, but it is very polarizing from, say, a shoe like the 880, for example, which is firmer, lower to the ground with traditional geometry. But um, That'll be what I'll be jogging in the next few weeks. So when I first get back to workouts, I'm actually going to jump into the, this is a full New Balance plug, but uh, into the RC2. Uh, seems like a pretty soft shoe underfoot. And that's what I'll look for when I come back into running with calf-related injury or lower leg-related injury on return. Mm. Yeah, already picked the workout shoe. Yeah, yeah. I'll be jogging with the girls, doing workouts with the ladies, hopefully within four weeks, which is not too far away, hopefully. It's my load management plan. When, when's the first run back? Uh, tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's been four weeks. It's only a fibula. I said that last time two weeks ago, but uh, it was a little bit early to come back at two weeks. So, yeah. And I'm sick every second week with Zara bringing something back from childcare. So gave me a good time to uh, to recuperate from all of that. So, But now that's good. I'm looking forward to the Supercom trainer. So I actually think – I haven't seen it as much as I thought it would on social media. I thought there'd be a bit more exposure to it, a few more people wearing it. I haven't seen anyone wear it out in the field yet either so mm. um i know it's been released is that availability i don't know i'm not sure no, it's it out like it's yeah. specialty retail we we're trucking through them oh, we've mm. already sold out of my size so i'm <laughs> i'm disappointed in that i'll have to wait till mm. the next round but yeah it's like at new seg two new segments this week one segment i'll i'll do this time is what was the training group wearing on the sunday long run and so mm. um I'll go through. There were two Supercom trainers on the Sunday long run. <laughs> nice. On the trainers? Uh, dirt roads. But one of them, okay, the shoe right. was unst- – it was so high stack and soft that – and it had a – the heel cup had irritated this um, this this runner's tib post so much that he had to take it off before the end. Wow. And especially turning corners, it was no good. So he, he, he will do better in a lower stack shoe. And then – so there were two Supercom trainers – one Hoka Stinson ATR, one Nike Peg Turbo 2, and one Nike Structure 24. It's good. So, yeah, I like – this is good. It shows you what how varied the shoe choice is through look, the group. Look, how's Tom going to do this segment? He doesn't run with people in his long run. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Uh, <laughs> what, are kids, what are your kids wearing? What, what is Lana wearing list. on her long run? It's always going to be Adidas as well, isn't it? She loves she loves that those shoes. I bought her a pair of um Tempo Next Percent. She oh, wasn't wow. a fan. Okay. Was not a fan. Why did you buy that shoe though? Come on. Out of all the shoes you could get, you got her that shoe. It was on sale. It's a tight ass. <laughs> it may it may have been <laughs> That's good. I'll 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 be able to go out the long run next week at least on the bike, so I should be able to see. I've got a fair idea, but a lot of high stack on your long runs by the sound of it, Julian. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Hoka gets um, gets Jimmy through until his workout at the end. He's in marathon training, and will normally it's full of Sockany Triumph. So mm. a little bit of a change up for this week. 
Interesting. I'll give you I'll give you the Saturday session shoe list. It'll be about I don't know, hundred shoes I'll give you. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, tell us their names of the individuals first. <laughs> yeah. so, All right, Nita, new segment too. Yeah, um, Hall of Fame shoe. And it's funny, you threw this on me this morning, Julian, and I wasn't 100% sure where I was going to start because how far back do you go? I, I think for this, you have to probably have your own experience with the shoe. So we're not going to be able to go back to like, you know, shoes that existed before our running time. Um, no. But I picked the shoe, I think 2000, circa 2007, I reckon. And Tom would know this. You both would have worn this one as well. I've got a photo of it here. Actually, I haven't got a photo. I picked it up on my. Uh, I have my other iPad. Before you show us, what's oh. your what's your guess, Tom? Oh, it's got to be a Nike, surely. Zoom Elite Four. <laughs> yeah, Nike <laughs> Zoom Elite Four. So, do you guys remember this pretty well? It was um, this this was everywhere. Like um, everyone had a Zoom Elite Four if you were running. Um, you know, anything over 50, 60 Ks a week, for example, if you were a recreational, you saw this, it was probably up against maybe the DS trainer at the time, perhaps from ASICS, um, which yeah. sold really well at the time. But this was such an easy sale, it had like um, this, the mild medial post. Um, I thought it was, the geometry of the shoe was, it was, it was quite a dense foam, but it had the air pockets in the rear foot. I don't think it had air in the forefoot off memory. Do you guys know. remember that? And I can't find that detail either. So. It weighed probably just under 300 grams for a size 10 off memory. I remember that. So it was like a lightweight performance trainer. Um, and I would be really interested to see what I would think of that shoe. You know how like you watch a movie from like 20 years ago that you loved and you just think, oh, that was crap. I wonder what it feels like now. But at the time, I could tempo in that shoe. Uh, I think it was referred to as a lightweight cruiser. I remember I worked at Joggers World back in 2004 or five. And it was under the lightweight cruiser category. So, but yet still 300 grams, um, still required stability. The upper was quite industrial. Like it was really um, thick based upper with a lot of the um, the metallic sort of reflection pads that were quite industrial supporting the, the rear foot, the mid foot and the forefoot. The outsole was like the little square rubber rubber beads. They were like, mm. they, were, they were durable. So um, you could probably- Was it part of the bow? It was a part of the Bowman series? It was a Bowman series, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it the, it never went back the same. Like I remember the Loom, like there was a gap up the, the oh, yeah. before, maybe two or three years. And then when the fifth model came out, it was the Lunar on midsole off memory. And it's called it, the Lunar uh, Elite. It was terrible. That's it. Yeah, that's right. So terrible. I think Tom, you didn't mind the Lunar series when they came out. I think you like the Lunar Trainer and say the Lunar Racer and things, but I reckon the yeah. the the Zoom the Zoom Elite Five six models with the Lunar they were they were a bit ordinary comparatively, I thought. Yeah. yeah. I reckon I, I, I don't reckon you'd enjoy that shoe now, mate. I think you'd put you it on and be like, How did I like this? How but, was this? But look, shoe? it's still a Hall of Fame shoe, surely. Absolutely. Because yeah. it was found within every training group and it was found at every session, long run or workout or easy day, whatever. And look, you could, you could erase a marathon in this shoe as well. Yeah, Absolutely. well, probably I, I, I had a pair. I had the grey and orange ones. Yeah. Um, I, and I think I got them from Run For Your Life in oh, yeah. Richmond at the time from Gorski. And, yeah, that... <laughs> I, I had them and I coupled them with, I think, a structure. 
and I was running in the like the lightweight shoe and then that more posted shoe. And I always, yeah, I always felt like I, I loved the Zoom Elite more and so I went searching for them. And then I'm like, heard they were bringing the Lunar Elite out. So I thought, oh, wait, it's got to be better. And gee, it was not better at all. <laughs> nah. Look, I coupled this shoe with, um, you guys will remember this, you, you both will remember it, the Mizuno Wave um, Nirvana. The poster oh, yeah. shoe that was like it was like above um above the inspire but it had like more four foot base cushioning to it yeah. it was high up the ground but that truly made this shoe feel like a lightweight trader <laughs> that was a big shoe it was a big shoe yeah like the equilon remember the equilon i had the equilon yeah i had the i had the equilon with with um some crazy inverted orthotic um <laughs> For my tip post, I had like tip post pain for like six months, and I was, yeah, yeah, that was my setup for a while there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, it's good. Well, what do you guys got in stock for the next month? I'm assuming just getting back into uh, into life. Has your, has your mortgage settled yet, Tom? It's all done. Yeah, I'm gonna be um, a Shire boy soon. In 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 uh, two weeks, I'm moving to the Shire. Mm. Wow, well, concrete down there, be seen again on the North Shore. And you Sorry. can't jog to work that well. It's like a marathon to work. No, so what I'll do is I'll get I'll get the train to from Como Station down, which is where I am, to uh to like Green Square, like around the city, um, yep. and then I'll run from there to North Sydney. Yep. So my plan is to keep working here a few days, and I'll find I found somewhere down there to work a couple of days a week as well. Look at you, Tom, just saving the environment, commuting. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get the run in somehow. It won't happen mm. otherwise. Mm. Need a bike. Bike. Did you uh, did you do, guys did you guys chat about um about the monster last month? I, I did a bit as well. Like I haven't got enough running in it, but I I really enjoyed aspects of the midsole. Tom, did you not listen to our podcast last month? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just forgot. Yeah. Just forgot. yeah. Uh, Tell us your thoughts, mate. <laughs> uh no i'll be doing some more running in it yeah i um yeah. i quite like it it's the first on shoe i've enjoyed running in um uh yeah it's it's um yeah i don't know like it's it's interesting it's it's obviously got the cushion it's 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 mm. sort of forgiving um the only issue i've got i guess is the is the speedboard is still obviously that that firm of plastic plate they have in there is close to the foot so i've actually mm. did what you suggested knitter and i put um a softer sock liner from another shoe into it um and it feels better um just with that that mm. and that's actually interesting like just on that like how you said we always talk about midsoles but with the 880 mm. being a firmer outsole and then the insole can actually mm. as well play a role in the, the the ride or the feel of the shoe so it's made it a little bit more enjoyable um yep. but yeah i'll be doing more k's in it because it it's um it's definitely um yeah like i said the so like the first onshore I've actually enjoyed enjoyed running in because it doesn't feel yeah. as as weird and hard and firm. It's got some some cush to it. Yep. Very yeah. cool. All right. Good guys. I think it was pretty good. Um, you guys have a good month, and we'll speak soon. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Ciao for now. See ya. See ya. New Balance's 880 is built to be your go-to neutral cushion shoe. A soft foam compound and dual layer midsole setup is featured alongside a sleek engineered mesh upper featuring strategic zones of support and breathability. With running comfortably for longer in mind, the 880 was built to provide consistent performance 
for the runner who prefers neutral cushioning.